What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Entourage Effect, the world's calmest podcast in cannabis. Psych! We are kind of energetic, so that's not true. But today we're talking about why cannabis makes some of us so paranoid sometimes. Mm. But before we get into that, what are we smoking today, Tony? Today we are smoking Paris on Fire by Green and Gold. Hello, Internet. I am Tony Terpene. And I am Monica, better known as Green Wizard Online. And we are your hosts. Hi! So, yeah, paranoia. Why does cannabis do this? So, this is a common complaint I get inside of the dispensary all the time. Why does smoking weed make me paranoid? Why do edibles make me paranoid? Why does... How come last time I smoked weed, I was so scared? So, (coughs) let's break this down. Why does this happen? (coughs) Once you consume cannabis... (coughs) Yes. Before we break it down... Sure. Have you ever had (coughs) any experiences where smoking cannabis made you paranoid? Oh, totally. I mean, I'm always a little more paranoid, especially when I'm not smoking uh, on a private property, actually. So if so I'm not paranoid. in my home or someone else's home, even if I'm just smoking in the car, I get super nervous. I get super paranoid. I just, um, I don't freak out too much, but inside I'm just, it's the first thing on my mind. I don't like it. I'm usually like, let's finish this joint quick. Come on, let's go. Like, let's get inside. Um, so I don't like go crazy about it. I've, The only time I've really had, like, a crazy paranoid experience was my first time taking edibles. I was actually tricked into taking way more than I thought I was taking. Oh, you were tricked. That sucks. Yeah, I had half a brownie and about half a bag of 400 milligram gummies. Oof. Yeah, it was really scary. And once it hit, I was paranoid that I was going to be getting kicked off of the team that I was on the trip with, that I would have a heart attack. And that I would die. Wow. I was convinced. And my coaches were going to find out I was high. So it was really, it was really, really, really terrifying. I only get paranoid smoking weed when I smoke weed around the cops. But other than that... I don't uh, think that's paranoia. Uh-huh. I think that's so caution. So much as a... Just caution. Justified fear. Okay. Common sense. The, um, I, luckily, I'm... I'm really relaxed when it comes to cannabis use. Maybe it's my California uprising <coughs> or upbringing. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, but this really does tend to happen more to new users, uh-huh. heavyweight users, things like that. That's why it really happened the first time it I happened, tried edibles. And it happens every once in a while I, to experienced users. I, I hear them trying a new cannabinoid or trying a new terpene yeah. or too much of a terpene. I know a lot of people who know that they can't have this... They can't have too much of a certain terpene, and that's something I wish we researched more, but I already have a lot of that in my brain, so we can talk about terpenes. So definitely try to pinpoint what it is in cannabis that gives you paranoia. However, a lot of the time, it can be because of the THC. So THC affects cannabinoid receptors that are in your brain in the amygdala. Now, the amygdala is the part of your brain... That is responsible for the regulation of fear and anxiety. Oh, the fight or flight trigger. Yeah, exactly. It's the part of the brain that triggers that fight or flight response. Now, THC can make it really difficult for the amygdala to differentiate between things that are important and details that are unimportant and may amplify the 
importance of really, really trivial details like a police siren in the distance or maybe a passing car. You're going to be like, oh my god, they're going to, like, they're an undercover cop. Or maybe you think that the cashier at the grocery store thinks you're high, things like that. I mean, you can get really, really, really paranoid. And the good news is, though, that because it affects the cannabinoid receptors in this part of the brain, it can also have the opposite effect, which is positive, and help reduce anxiety. So it's really when the THC overexcites these receptors that causes the issues like paranoia and anxiety, but we can learn how to prevent that. So keep in mind, everyone, THC stimulates your neurons. So if I touch Monica's elbow, which I'm doing right now, there's a signal that goes from Monica's elbow uh-huh. to her brain that says something's touching my elbow. It it will even like figure it out. It'll even go. It'll even figure out and know that I that me Tony is touching Monica's elbow, and it will register that thought. So THC makes that connection s- speed up. It makes neurological connections faster. So that connection will fire a lot faster and that makes THC that's why like feeling feeling things when you consume THC can be really fun because you know those mm-hmm. those that res- that connection is enhanced in a way it's and... amplifying the taste of the food which is why food tastes so freaking good I hate to say it but, but eating it... is one of my favorite activities to do well high but I also think it amplifies the things in your brain like, like we're saying that oh, make you paranoid or if you're maybe if you're like me and you're just too chill, it amplifies the too chill things in your brain. Because mm-hmm. I think that I think that's my problem with THC is that you I might get so go chill. down that YouTube hole when mm-hmm. you should be doing dishes. You that's, know? Yeah, exactly. I'm too chill when I smoke weed. So, so you definitely need to know what's happening with your system with what. Um, but higher THC levels definitely have that risk to it, especially with new users. So, long story short, if you're starting to feel paranoid after consuming cannabis, perhaps consider the following. Either, one, the place that you consumed at or in. Maybe that just made you paranoid. That's my issue. The environment which you smoke is very important. My issue is particularly the environment. I just don't want any issues with the law or anything. So I would rather smoke in somewhere, in a place where I know it's legal, where I know that I'm not going to be bothered, really seen, uh, you know, things like that. So really consider where you are, your environment. The first time I was offered weed, I was in a very uncomfortable environment, which Mm -hmm. is why I said no. And everyone in that group thought that that was cool, and they respected that. Good, yeah. Don't be afraid to turn something down. And they were not the kind of kids to think that that is cool, you know? like <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't know why I was hanging out with those kids. It was mm-hmm. a little weird. Anyways, the, um, you have to also consider who you consumed it with. So if, you know, you're smoking weed with someone who has bad vibes, your high might may have a bad vibe to it as well. Even... In, like, smaller situations, it might not even be that you're hanging out with the wrong crowd. Maybe it's just someone you're not crazy, crazy close to, and it's one of your first time smoking, or you're still really lightweight. Maybe you're still a little afraid of how you act when you're really high. You might That might kind of embarrass you. And so that self-consciousness, that might make your brain, your, you know, amygdala focus on that. And then all of a sudden, you're not going to be having a fun time anymore because you're going to be second-guessing everything about yourself. Happened to me, too. 
So speaking from experience, it can it can tune in on the weirdest things and can really ruin your high and your night. So, you know, maybe only smoke first off with people that you're really, really, really comfortable with or even, you know, no shame in smoking alone. I love smoking alone. Or maybe you smoked too much, which could be a really big problem. Or had too high of a THC ingestion for your personal system. You know, some people can handle a lot, and some people really can't, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I think also the terpene limonene and terpinaline. Yeah, consider what's in your cannabis. I find those two terpenes in particular, when they're too high, I find them to cause anxiety get anxiety however limonene in small doses i find to be an anti-anxiety and actually like an antidepressant Mm -hmm. and i think that it will actually that's very true for me and i think that that that's really really helpful and i think maybe small amounts of terpinaline will be relaxing but i think limonene is even better i think stay away from terpinaline it also, I love terpenoline, <laughs> but if this is a problem for you, I definitely agree with Some people, it. some people have it, but not everyone has it. Like, you don't have a terpenoline-like mm-hmm. sensitivity. Or limonene sensitivity, but I a think lot of actually, people do. I actually think that you crave it. I do. And I think that it has something to do with the wiring in your mm-hmm. brain, and I think the way my brain is wired prefers karyophylline for some reason definitely so know what works best with your body i have a few few theories why but we're not going to talk about today it might also uh if you're getting this paranoia it might have to do with surprisingly something that you ate Mm. edibles especially hit you differently depending on the absorption in accordance with what foods and liquids are currently in your digestive system so if you ate mango for instance before you got high that, because it has myrcene in it, will amplify the effects of the THC in your system. Uh, maybe you had some fatty foods, which absorb the, uh, which tend to be better at absorbing THC, but not always. And carrying it. And carrying it. That's mainly carrying it. Um, maybe you have a full stomach. Maybe you have an empty stomach. It really, really... You know, your digestive system really plays a part in it. So maybe you need to eat something before you consume cannabis. Or maybe you need to not. Mm. It, But that might play a big part in affecting your experience. So if you start feeling paranoid, maybe after the fact, try to figure out what kind of you ate in the last few hours. And if that might maybe have played a role in it. Yeah, take heed of your entourage effect. Absolutely. Now, what happens if it does happen? Because we talked about preventative measures here, but what if this is happening right now? What do we do to get out of this paranoid state? It's not fun. The good news is there are actually a lot of products that are being created specifically for this situation. Truth. And a lot of these products contain CBD. Uh, CBD has a really cool feature. It... um, it will change the shape of your cannabinoid receptors, thus forcing the THC out. At, so that will decrease your high. Um, so keep some CBD on hand. I like to keep CBD around our house for and products that feature CBD that are like made to bring down your high because um, of the possibility of having new users at our home. So, yeah, definitely. So if... 
you consume CBD before THC, it'll probably make you higher. But if you consume CBD after THC, it'll lower your high. Mm-hmm. That's a fun thing to keep in mind. Got some, you know, CBD oil on <clears throat> hand. Or you can just crunch down on some black pepper. Yeah, I feel like it was Willie Nelson who made that one really famous, if I'm not mistaken. I probably am, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like a country singer, some sort of singer made that famous. Speaking of singers, though. Oh, yeah. Sing- <laughs> so speaking of singers, singing to yourself is a phenomenal way to bring distract your, your brain. To distract your brain and to just bring you back to, to connect yourself to yourself. Mm-hmm. Thus, you know, getting you stable and not paranoid from this high. Or this- if singing to yourself isn't really your vibe... Talk yourself down, you know? Tell yourself it'll pass. It feels so much worse than it really is. There's really nothing to fear, nothing to worry about. You just need to relax. Try to enjoy it. Maybe try to eat something. That's what people have always recommended to me, especially in the beginning when I would get too high. They'd say just eat something, even if it feels like the last thing to do. Stay hydrated. Eat if, you know, your stomach is kind of empty. Talk yourself down. Sing. Yeah, the voice thing is it's the voice thing is crazy because your breath is really is really really vital to Ooh, yes. to healing. Breathing so, exercises. So singing and like listening to your voice Evening are your all breath. part of yeah. Being aware of your breath or there these are all things that help you become aware of your breath, and that's like the idea of chanting. You mm. know, like oming, oming. It um, is so that's like another great one. If you're not up for singing, alming I think is even better actually because uh-huh. you're just tuning into one thing and that one thing could really bring you back. So, Focus on the vibrations like in the core of your body, in your throat when you're alming. It's just really, really tune in on that. Let your brain get fully distracted on that. It's a lot of the time it's just shifting the distraction from trivial things that'll make you paranoid to, uh, you know, something that won't. Another form of paranoia, this happens to me a lot, is thinking something's wrong. You know, I like feel like, say, a pain on my body and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if that's like cancer <laughs> or a tumor? You know, like things like that. I get very, very paranoid that, I don't know if that's just me. It's a little weird. But that's basically it, kind of some reasons it happens, because sometimes just knowing why you why it makes you paranoid lowers the paranoia. Now you know that there are cannabinoid receptors in the part of your brain that controls that emotion, and that it kind of throws it a little bit out of whack. That can be a great point in talking yourself down. Just my amygdala is kind of going crazy right now. There's nothing to worry about. Butt tender pro tip, try to stick with terpenes that you find to be relaxing. I think linalool, caryophyllene, and mango, I mean, myrcene mm-hmm. are good for this. And uh, also find a THC, find kind of your your threshold for THC. Know what levels not to go above and kind of what the safe zone is, what the ideal Ooh. THC level is for you. Maybe even consider THC to CBD ratio edibles. Absolutely. Or, Take or everything flou- into account, to or be honest. flour. If you smoke flour and flour is your thing, try to find strains that are higher in CBD, lower in THC, or have a similar ratio. That way you can, and that's actually something that I always recommend to people who come in and they say, I don't want to be paranoid. And 
<clears throat> that's always my number one recommendation. Why not, why not try some CBD with your THC? Maybe a one-to-one -one ratio. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all we have today on paranoia. We had a great time talking about this. and so much fun. We get asked this a lot, so it was a very, you know, helpful topic to tackle. <clears throat> yeah, nice to finally get this one checked off the checklist. Check. Now, if you have anything to add, anything to correct, feel free to DM us at GreenWizardLife or Tony underscore, underscore Terpene at, on Instagram. Or leave like a comment if whatever you're listening to on, you know, lets you, lets you leave a comment. And if you really... Reviews are cool too. And if you really love the, the podcast and would like to invest in cannabis education, why not consider visiting our Patreon and donating some to the cause. We're always trying to improve our game, and we are posting more and more on our Patreon. We have updates there. There's some tiers with some exciting incentives, or you can just post your own donation of your choice. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash entourage effect. We're currently saving up for a microphone for this podcast to improve the quality, so uh, we're looking forward to that. Yes. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. And until then, stay elevated. Bye, tribe. Bye.